Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Boy, there's a lot of money in politics, man. Uh, This kind of is eye-opening even to me, a jaded, long-time journalist the amount of money spent on the midterm elections in Ohio is staggering. Staggering. Now, it's one thing to spend a lot of money. It's another to waste a lot of money. If you're going to spend money, you at least want to get something for it, right? Like if you had your money with, uh, Jane, is it James? No, Sam. Sam Bankman Freed, the Bitcoin guy, the Sherrod Brown Jr. guy with the hair that goes everywhere. And the Jimmy leg, the fidgety leg. You seen him on TV, Alan? You seen this Sam Bankman Freed character? Yeah, fake Sherrod Brown here. Yeah, he's my twin. <laughs> he, is, he is your twin, I, for I've sure. Never, I've never divulged it to yeah. the family. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Sam Bankman Freed is uh, kind of a fake Sherrod Brown. And Sherrod Brown has spent a lot of money over the years, but he's got more out of it, Senate gigs than Sam Bankman-Fried. But there are a lot of Democrats who spent a lot of money in the midterm elections and got nothing. Nan Whaley spent $7.5 million to try to be governor of Ohio. On what? Like I saw like three Nan Whaley commercials. Well, yard signs must be more expensive than I thought. Seven and a half mil she spent. Uh, John Cranley, who tried to be the Democratic candidate for governor, he spent point. Two million. Jennifer Bruner, she wanted to be state Supreme Court Chief Justice. She spent six hundred thirty-one thousand. You go through this list of Democrats' top ten spenders. There's like two of them that won their race. Two of them. There's a signs I saw for this Tammy Wilson women's rights. Women's rights. They're still up in uh, on twenty-three on your way up toward took, Orange Road. I took one home. I did not. Ah, <laughs> can't do that. I wanted to know. I kind of. I, I kind of had my eye out prior to the midterms. For Tim Ryan yard signs. I saw some. They're still up yeah. out there by the new uh, library in uh, near uh, Golf Village on uh, near Olentangy Liberty High School. I wanted, I had a thought that the day after the midterm when J.D. Vance beat Tim Ryan, that I would go full Josh Mandel on Tim Ryan yard signs and I would light it on fire on Twitter. And then I thought that might be a crime, actually, I to think like, it pick is. a yard sign up. So I didn't do it. I left it there. How long will they stay up? I think they have to come and get them. Whoever their minions are, they put them out. I think they have to come and get them. Well, go get them, Tim Ryan. It'll give you something to do. Or somebody in his campaign yes, that exactly. put them out, whoever put them out. So here's what Mike DeWine spent to be governor, $3.6 million. Could DeWine have won if he had spent, like, negligible, nothing? And he won by 25 points. Dollar sixty-eight. yeah. The man who shut down the state of Ohio, the man who told you that it was safe to be in a bar— at 9.59 p.m., but not at 10.01 p.m. You had to wear a mask in, but you could take it off. 
You had, to wear a mask. you had to wear a mask to go sit at your table, then you could take it off, and you had to put it back on to go to the bathroom and come back to the table. Yep. Oh, my goodness. He won by 25 points. Uh, you know what? That's more of a reflection on Nan Whaley than it is on Mike DeMar. How much did she spend? Seven and a half million. Seven and a half million. Seven point six. More than twice. To be exact. Uh, Jim Renacy wasted $5 million trying to be the governor of Ohio. But beyond that, everybody on the Republican top 10 won. Frank LaRose, Dave Yost, Sharon Kennedy, Pat DeWine, Bob Sprague. He's your uh, treasurer of the state of Ohio. Pat Fisher, Matt Huffman. They all won. I want to know. I've heard a number on Ryan. You want to take a guess what Tim Ryan spent to try to be a senator from the state of Ohio that he wasted? $48 million. $48 million. Youch. Youch. Okay, here is a headline that grabbed my attention. It will grab yours. But give it a little bit of time. I want to dig into this. I saw a press conference yesterday welcoming to the Franklin County Sheriff's Office a new appointee. His name is Marvin Hill. And Marvin Hill is the new Franklin County Sheriff's Department Chief Deputy of Recruitment, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Yes! DEI has come to the Franklin County Sheriff's Department. Now, when I watched Deputy Hill, I was very impressed. He has an electric personality. He has a charismatic personality. And so I'm torn because I love his personality and... I think this gentleman could go out into areas that look askance at law enforcement and win people over with his magnetic personality. But I hate the title they gave him. I just hate it. Because to prioritize diversity, equity, and inclusion over just competent People of integrity and character and courage and valor. Qualifications? There is nothing, nothing about skin color that makes a person more or less qualified for any job. For any job. And we're in a country that one of our great sins as a nation was slavery and was racism in the aftermath of slavery being eradicated by the Civil War. One of our one of our greatest sins, perhaps our greatest sin ever. I just, I don't want to. No, abortion's worse. Abortion's worse. It just is. I mean, racism's horrible, but abortion's worse. So that's why I say one of our greatest sins ever. Both awful. But we ingrain not even so subtle, not even subliminal racism when we put labels on things like diversity, equity, and inclusion, and some would say, well, you're ignoring the fact that racism took place in America. No, I'm not. I'm not ignoring it at all. I just said it was one of our great sins. But doesn't the mere presence of Marvin Hill, who is African-American, of course he's African-American, you can't, can you be a diversity, equity, and inclusion officer of any sort in a school district or anywhere if you're not a minority, which isn't that in and of itself racist. If there's a position that you have to be a certain race to fill, I fail to see how that is not in and of itself racist. 
Because if you said, we're going to hire a recruitment officer for the Franklin County Sheriff's Office to special... <laughs> this is so ridiculous, I can't even say it without laughing. To specialize in Caucasian recruitment. Like, that would understandably raise all kinds of howling protests and accurate assessments of that position being a racist position. So why is it not racist when it's the other side of the coin? Not a joke. I mean, why? Why is that not racist? And I fail to see the path to eradicating racism is not, as Ibram X. Kendi says, reverse racism, basically. The path to eradicating racism is to stop talking about and prioritizing and seeing and injecting race into everything. Marvin Hill, when I watched his press conference, is such a dynamic person. He's the kind of person, you see this guy, you're like, man, I bet he'd be fun to have dinner with. I bet he'd be fun to talk to. Like, man, that smile, that lights up a room. Like, this dude's got something going on. Has nothing to do with him being black. Nothing. But by giving him that title, it raises the possibility in some people's minds well, he got that job because. No, he got that. Which which I hope not. I hope he got the job because of what I saw when I saw him at the podium, which was a guy who is charismatic to the nth degree. And this is so frustrating to me because the Democrats use this to continually sledgehammer our country over racism, racism, racism. And it manifests itself in a million different ways. Intersectionality. What boxes do you check? We got to do we have look at the Biden administration cabinet. We've got we got our we got our gay black woman who's our press secretary. We've got our transgender four star admiral. We've got the guy who has a puppy fetish who he's like gay. And we've got the doctor in charge of monkeypox who's like a sadist like they check every box except qualifications except qualifications that's the box that can go unchecked when the democrats are in charge so i try not to delve into stories here on the show that are stories I can't explain. And for a long time, I've been unclear on what I was missing when it comes to NFTs. Alan, do you know what an NFT is? I do not. Okay. An NFT is a non-fungible token. A non-fungible token. You still don't know what it is, right? Fungible? (laughs) Yeah, non-fungible token. Like in fungus, like in mushrooms? Here's the deal. It's basically... Like, you create a visual image, and you assign it a value, and if other people buy into the value of it and view it as, hey, if I get in on the ground floor of this as an investment, this sucker will really skyrocket. You know what? Now I do know because because 
I produce another show that's a podcast that's a money business to business. Yes. And I have talked about that imaging thing. And I'm like, that makes no sense to me. Right. It makes no sense to me either because I'm thinking if, and I'm going to talk to Josh Pick today for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. That'll air tonight at 7 and tomorrow at noon. Uh, I want to buy, and Josh always says, when you buy a stock, when you buy a share of stock in Coca-Cola, you own a tiny piece of the company. You own a tiny piece of the company, and you can understand that. Like, Coke makes a beverage or some kind of a beverage, and people buy the beverage, and so Coke gets money, and so if Coke has money, then you get a teeny-weeny share of what Coke is doing. That I understand. When some person draws a picture or creates something and then says, oh, that's worth thousands of dollars, in some cases, a million dollars. There's Aaron who was your predecessor and Pam's predecessor is my producer. Aaron explained to me NFTs and he told me about this NFT that was like a monkey. It's a cartoon monkey is what it is. And he showed me like, look how much this is worth. And people are clamoring to buy these things. And I was just like, this is, this makes no sense to me at all. Okay. So here's a tweet. Justin Bieber purchased the Bored Ape NFT in January for $1.3 million. $1.3 million. Today, it is worth $74,382. I can't believe it's worth that. I wouldn't pay $0.74 cents for the stupid Bored o- Monkey. Oops. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Biebs can afford it, but this is in line with this whole furor this week about the failure of this Bitcoin operation run by this weird dude. What is he, even is he even 30, Sam Bankman-Fried? And he gave $37 million to Democrats in the midterms. He pledged to give a billion dollars to Democrats in the 2024 general election. That's not going to happen now. And this guy's in the Bahamas, which that raises a red flag, right? Well, where's this guy? Hey, yeah, I want you to invest in my company. Where is he based? Bahamas. Mm, I'm thinking there's got to be a reason he's in the Bahamas. It's for tax shelter purposes. He's 30, by the way. Yeah. And he lives with nine other dopey Gen Z goofballs where they share each other in immoral ways. And his company went belly up because what he was doing was he was going around. It was a Ponzi scheme. It was a Ponzi scheme. He was taking money from people. For Bitcoin, for his brand of Bitcoin, which he created out of thin air. He bought the naming rights to the Miami Dolphins Stadium, FTX Stadium, Cal Berkeley, shocker, woke school that it is. Their field is FTX field. So all these people, what he did was he was basically taking people's money. They'd invest money with him, thinking that the assets were backed up because that's what you do when you have a big company like his, you set assets, actual real money, not like cartoon monkeys. You set the assets aside so that if people want their money, okay, here's your money. No, the money's gone. He invested it in a venture capital firm. He was moving it around. So this jerk should be going to jail. He bilked billions of dollars from people. And sometimes when a thing like this blows up, You look at it and you go, well, yeah, who would pay $1.3 million 
for a cartoon monkey, which is predicated, the worth of it is predicated entirely on someone else deeming it to be worth a little more than you paid for it. So Justin Bieber, maybe he'll be doing one, two, 10, 15 more concerts now because he sank some of his money, at least, into non-fungible tokens. I like to sink my money into assets that really exist rather than something that looks like something a kid in grade school could fashion on his phone. Now, we had an interesting Franklin County Sheriff's Office traffic stop on Wednesday night. He was following. He pulled up next to a car. He saw the car. He thought the car might be stolen. He looked. Sure enough, it was. He started to pursue the car. The car sped away. Well, you know how it is these days. You can't dare pursue a criminal because, oh, they might get in an accident, and then they'll sue the city, and Andrew Ginther will give them millions of dollars. So they let the guy go. So then they went back to the place where the car had been stolen from, and guess what they found? Five other stolen cars. This is such comic imbecility. from Not from law enforcement in Franklin County, from our leadership, from the commissioners, all Democrat, and from the mayor, all Democrat, city council, and everyone in his office. So when they got to where the car was stolen, they were flagged down by a teenager who was 13 years old. 13-year-old, okay, with five stolen cars. The deputies recognized him. They had picked him up in September in a stolen car, a 13-year-old. This 13-year-old teen is the brother of a 12-year-old girl, so he has a sister, 12, who was behind the wheel of a stolen car that crashed through a fence and ended up in an apartment complex retention pond a few weeks ago. 13 and 12. I was playing Little League Baseball when I was 12. One of the sheriff's deputies said, this is a social media phenomenon. That they steal a car, they live stream the stealing of the car, and then evaluate their success by how many likes they receive on social media. Put this under the heading, these kids today. Likes on Facebook. Why'd you steal the car, young man? Did you need a ride to the grocery store? Are you escaping from somebody who was after you? No, I was seeking likes on social media. Can I be an old man, get off my lawn for a second? If we took phones out of these kids' hands until they were adults, would we do a lot to cut this problem off? Perhaps. Perhaps. Now, if you were downtown yesterday on East Broad Street and you were trying to get your favorite Starbucks beverage, you were out of luck. They closed the store down, not forever, but because they were having a strike. The Starbucks downtown is a union Starbucks. And so the uh, union Starbucks workers were picketing outside. Uh, This is a burgeoning movement with Starbucks franchises across the country. There are several hundred of them that are now unionized. I don't know. My guess is, if you ever wondered what could topple the Starbucks coffee empire, this is probably it. Jack Windsor next on The Bruce Hooley Show.